Welcome to Modestas Bukowskis, the Baltic Gladiator. Thank you for joining us. Um, I guess we should start. Only one question. How's the knee? I see you went under surgery a couple of weeks ago. You got your na- nose kind of straightened a little <laughs> little bit as well. So yeah. how's it going? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again, guys, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So uh, knee surgery was about two weeks ago. Everything went to plan. Uh, it went very well. Like the doctor said that everything they needed to get done, they got done, uh, which is great. They said there were no complications, so that's obviously exactly what you want to hear. Uh, yeah. UFC, absolutely amazing for covering everything. Um, and, you know, like the best surgeons, so it's amazing. Uh, and then obviously the nose, <laughs> it was a little bit more wonky before <laughs> before I got it slightly fixed. So they didn't fix it fully, but they just cleared up the airwaves. I think, you know, a lot of fighters seem to struggle with airway problems and stuff like that. So uh, that was just another thing that just needed clearing up. And luckily they were able to move it a little bit more to the side. But they said the bone was already set in place in the, in the other direction. So I was like, uh Oh well, that's all right. We, we, we can we can lay off the modelling career a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, it's looking fresh, mate. Straight as a die. Straight as a die. <laughs> that's it. as long as you look at it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Tilt your head to the side. And how are you feeling? So everything all good down there? You what's the situation in a minute? Are you just on yeah, crutches, I mean, rehabbing and what's yeah. The so um, crutches um, at the minute, so I can't put any weight on it or anything like that, but. I mean, you know, everyone sort of expected it to be, you know, quite a uh, a career-threatening injury. But, mm. you know, luckily it wasn't quite as bad as it seemed. Um, and I should be able to come back, you know, relatively soon. I'm hoping, you know, within about four or five months I'll be able to get back to training. So it's just a case of taking things slow, taking things day by day and just working it, you know, as much as I can. Um it has been excruciatingly painful. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but obviously that's what's expected when you get a knee surgery. So, um, yeah, I've been on a lot of pain meds and stuff like that, you know, coconut making me uh, loopy as hell. But uh, <laughs> that's why the, the YouTube videos have been going so well. Um, but aside from that, um, yeah, man, uh, I'm just very grateful and lucky to have the UFC to cover all of that and, uh, and obviously my management helping me out. So everything's just, you know, like working in the right direction for me to get rehab back properly and get back to probably better than I was before. So everything's going in the right direction. Good, good. It's it's one of those things and injuries happen. So I suppose it's, you know, like you say, how you deal with it. You can only only think about coming back, coming back better, really. Well, this is it. I mean, I've I've had a situation like obviously this injury is probably worse than than. The, I mean, look, a lot of people don't even know that. You know, uh, nine weeks prior to that fight, uh, I had already injured my knee, so it was already compromised. So you know, maybe if it wasn't, that kick wouldn't have done so much damage. But you know, as fighters, you got to, you know you got to take risks. Sometimes it had been bothering me for a while, but you know, obviously I kept quiet, and then uh, and then yeah, unfortunately in the fight, you know, it just got worse. But uh, Luckily, I'll come out of this surgery with my leg being stronger than it's ever been since pre-2019. So, you know, I mean, I mentioned that before my Cage Warriors fight, about three weeks before that title defense, I had a knee injury. And then, you know, I, I, I went in and fought and still won. So technically, this injury has been lingering since then. So now I'm actually finally getting it fixed. So... Uh, I guess you can call me the bionic man <laughs> from now on. But uh, yeah, so uh, 
it's 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 just good that I'm finally going to be on the road to recovery. Um, it's a shame that you know having to get injured into the fight just when I was starting to you know feel myself feel my way in as I'm notoriously a, a slow starter. But uh, it is what it is, man. Yeah, you've you've got a bit of a habit of uh, coming back, whether it's in the fights or from losses earlier in your career as well. So I think it's put you in good stead, isn't it, for this situation you're in at the minute. It's, it's perfect to have him, those historic moments in your career. You're going to come back strong, aren't you? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, it's it's not it's not a great thing, uh, you know, especially when, you know, when you've got, you know you have the skill set, you know what you're capable Everyone knows, everyone who trains with me, uh, you know, UFC fighters that have trained with me know what I'm capable of. And, you know, you can't fully show it like straight away or as early as you want to in the fight. It's a bit frustrating. But at the same time, uh, that's, again, another, like you say, another learning curve as to what I need to do to be able to improve upon that and be able to bring it out straight away. No no holding back, no, uh, uh, you know, waiting to pull the trigger, so to speak. But, uh yeah, like, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm having these lessons because, uh, you know, everyone's journey is different. You know, mine's different to everyone else's. So how I learn lessons and how I take things is going to be different to someone else. So uh, I'm just glad that I am able to take these lessons where some people m- might just, you know, sort of ignore them. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's a very... It's a very crazy roller coaster journey. I feel like I'm going back around in another in another loop. You know, I had had a lot of things not go my way, and then you know had those losses, had an injury, and now we're going back around that same sort of loop. So <laughs> at least I know I'm I'm better I'm better suited to be able to handle it because I've done I've handled it before. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting you say you've had that injury for a few years. I guess it's one of those things when you're managing it and you, you're booking fights and you're taking opportunities and things are all going well. And I guess maybe in the back of your mind, you're thinking I could do with getting some sort of surgery to fix my knee. And now it's almost like it's not good mm-hmm. to lose and get injured, but it's it, maybe it's an opportunity now to get a more solid mm-hmm. base in your, in your knee. I, I definitely a hundred percent agree with that because, you know, <sighs> already like you know i think also getting it injured the way that it did like sort of forced the doctors to have to do certain things which you know was able to give it a a stronger foundation and you know was able to um get um external things to to make to actually reinforce the joint so now the Mm -hmm. joint is going to be actually you know five times as strong as it was so you know when it gets fully healed i'm going to have you know very good mobility and range like where most people, you know, they'll have decreased mobility and stuff like that. Apparently, I'm going to get more because, obviously, being an athlete, they've done more to it to reinforce it. So, had I not got injured, would I've, you know, got that fix? And you know, but you know, in the back of my head, I knew I'd probably have to get something sorted with that knee, anyways, because, like I said, nine weeks out, um, I felt something, something go, <laughs> and you know, like Darren Till, like, I mean, look, look, look at him, he. Um, he uh, he tore his ACL and, and and went and went into the fight. So, you know, uh, I guess it's a you know, like I say, it's a similar situation here where you're like, oh well, I've done something to my knee, but I've got to just keep going. You know, mm-hmm. I had MRIs done, and um, you know, but the doctor even told me, he said, listen, uh, I think you, judging by the strength of your knee and the foundation that you created, I guess it's good having those injuries because you create those muscles around it. 
then you're annoying things. I have to build those back up again. But it created such a solid foundation that essentially my leg muscles were were holding everything in place. So, you know, I guess it's a testament to a great physio, uh, which uh, my physio is amazing. Her name's Leanne, by the way, if anyone lives in Radlett. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, mate, uh, like I said, you've got, you've got to move forward from these things. Nice. Shout out, Leanne. <laughs> Distinct physiotherapy. If anyone, uh, if anyone uh, wants to go and get checked up, she's really good. Nice, nice. Well, it, talking about the future, are you looking any further than the knee at the minute? Are you just like fully focused on every day as it comes, or obviously you've got your long-term goals and you want to be champion? Um, yeah. But is yeah. it just first in the forefront of your mind now? Get the knee sorted. Take each day as it comes, or or your goal is bigger than that in the short term? Uh, of, of of course, uh, the short term goal is to obviously get my knee back to 100% maneuverability where I'm able to do all my all my techniques, you know, maybe I can get back to doing backflips again and, you know, <laughs> spinning, you know, doing my spinning kicks with a bit more athleticism and, you know, being able to lift my weights properly and stuff like that. So when I can get back to that, that'll be that'll be a good sort of starting point to 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 begin the the steamroll of the comeback, but um I think that's all that seems to be the story of my career, the comeback. Uh, but uh, I think we're going to, we're going to have to change the script a little bit whenever I do actually come back. But, um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, obviously it's always my long-term goal uh, to be the UFC champion. Uh, I already know a lot of people probably lost faith or lost belief in me. Uh, and that's completely understandable, uh, you know, judging by the situation I'm in, but, I've never lost faith in my abilities. I know what I'm capable of. Everyone else knows what I'm capable of that that are close to me and have, you know, have trained with me. It's just a case of putting it out there in the cage, and that's literally it. I think that that goes for saying there's probably a lot of good athletes that you know are, are very good or very good fighters, but you know you have to put it out there in the cage. So I'll, I'll figure out a way to do that um, better the next time I'm out. And the main goal for me is to to be able to get uh, signed with the re-signed with the UFC and. Uh, yeah, just go on my way. Just take take my time as well. I think, uh, you know, I am very confident in my skill set. So obviously, I believe that I was able to do certain things. Um, you know, I felt that I could beat Jimmy Crute. That's why I took that fight. Um, you know, was it the right choice to make in my career? Probably not for the second fight in the UFC. It was a very tough fight. Even Oleg Shechuk was another tough opponent. Uh, you know, many many would say that I probably won that fight. Um, but that's another, uh, you know, that was another tough fight as well to take. And then to top it all off, I got Khalil Roundtree at the, at the end of the contract. So, you know, it's like, you know, maybe, 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 maybe on the comeback, you know, you got, you got, you know, not, not to say what everyone's tough, everyone's hard in the division, but I've, you know, I've faced, you know, I guess you could say veterans of the, of the UFC already, who have already had a load of experience in fights. So, you know, you got, you got to work your way up. So um you know uh you have to build your experience you have to build your confidence and you know my confidence has never faltered where people in the media may have lost their confidence in me i I will not lose my confidence so when i come back i'll be ready to show what my full skill set's all about do those doubters drive you do you use them as a motivation do you you like having them almost a hundred percent gives you that chip on your shoulder i think roy jones actually talked about it in an in an interview um, he said, you know, for the guys to become the best, the best of the best in the world, you've got to have a bit of a chip on your shoulder. And that's what carried me through most of my Cage Warriors career because, again, the 
but it's funny I, I say this because the promotion rightly had had a they had the right to sort of doubt my abilities because of my my debut for Cage Warriors it didn't go my way and then obviously I had a massive layoff so when I came back they're sort of like oh, well, do we really believe in this guy we'll give him a fight we'll give him a fight and the next thing you know we ask them like give us a properly hard fight they give us Wojciech we pass that test they're like oh okay we'll give him the title uh, if he passes this test great but obviously massive underdog and then I pass that test then they started believing in me so that was another big thing that drove me. I'm like, you fuckers don't want to believe in me. You don't think I'm actually that good. Well, I'm going to show it to you. And, you know, I actually did manage to do that. So I feel like I'm in a similar sort of position here. It's like, you know, they're going to start doubting, not believing anymore. You know, I've talked the hype and stuff like that. And next thing you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't, I haven't, but, you know, to say that I haven't performed, you know, my last fight, like I said, very close decision. Uh, that's where I probably earned more of the respect of all the commentators. Um, and then, uh, and then, then this last fight, you know, bringing myself back into the fight to compose myself after, you know, and I watched the fight back even, and I'm like, some, do you know what I really don't like? It's like, you know, like guys like, um, um, like, you know, you, you, you see some guys doing like uh, podcasts and stuff like that. And then they say, oh yeah, he got, he got smashed in the first round. I'm like, what's that first round again? What's that first round again? And tell me if I got absolutely smashed. What I got caught with a couple of shots. Yeah, great. And what? I put up some highlights on my Instagram. It's like, how many shots did he actually miss? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it was a, t- it was a tough fight. Obviously, he came in very well prepared. Credit to him. Fair play to him. And and he saw what he needed to do to do it in the second round. But if you look at the, you know, if you look at the actual thing of it, yeah, he landed some big strikes, but he actually missed a lot because I evaded those shots. So, you know, you can't say, oh, yeah, he got, he got completely smashed in the first round. It's like, watch the fight again. Do you know what I mean? So, but like I said, these are all things that give you fuel to your fire. The only annoying thing is that I can't do anything about it right now. Like, mm. as much as I want to go and prove myself, I want to do. It's 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 the it's going to be back to the annoying thing where you're sitting here and you're watching your life go by. Like, as in, you're watching other fighters do their thing. As much as I'm very happy for everyone, uh, you know, especially all the British fighters and you know teammates and stuff like that to go and do their thing. It also in the back of your head, you're like. I wish I was out there. But the thing is, like I said, I've been in that position before. I saw these other fighters doing their thing, getting their time in the, in, in the spotlight. I know that time will come. This is definitely a test of patience as well, for sure. You Just uh, j- just to linger on this, you touched on the commentators there. Uh, and I know some, some of the... I, I like the commentators, DC, great commentator, but they do go off on some like tangents at times. And, you know, people complain about them being biased. Is that something that uh, irks you as well are you looking do you look forward to going in there and giving it to dc if you if you knock someone out <laughs> uh again not really because it's warranted like you you know what i mean as much as yeah i want it i want it to, i want to have fuel to my fire and, and and stuff like that but at the end of the day you've got to look at results and you know my debut went absolutely great but in the jimmy crew fight it, you know he was already questioning why do I think I'm already so good enough to 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 want to fight him, and unfortunately I couldn't prove myself right, and then that gave him you know the the uh, I guess you say the confidence to then sort of speak down on me because he's like well look he thought he was that good and then he got beat by him and then but then in my last fight I actually earned his respect because ah oh, because then in the interview before my last fight he actually talked very highly uh, towards me so. You know, at the end of the day, it's you're only as good as your last fight. 
So through every single performance, I know, you know, that I'll be able to win them over and stuff like that. The commentators will only will only comment on you on what they have seen. I understand there could be a bit of bias, you know, maybe teammates or whatever, but for the most part, if they're not really too sure or haven't seen too much of you, they'll go by what your last performance was. That's why I think the commentating for me was a bit better at the beginning because obviously I did much better in my last fight, but you know, uh, it's, it's a fickle thing with all of this. It's the same with, same with supporters, you know, you, same with Joshua. He like, you know, you know, he got, he got beat in his last fight and he, he was, you know, he fought a bloody world class freaking Olympic champion boxer and people are shitting on him. I do not understand it. Like that guy, he, he's an absolute warrior. Like, Alexander Usyk is just that bloody good at boxing. Do you know what I mean? How would anyone else fare going up against Usyk, who's literally just so stylistically so good? And do you know what? He'll turn around, he'll fix the problems, and then you know maybe it'll be a completely different story the next time around. So people have got to understand we're we're facing the top athletes in the world as well. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I know I'll win them back. It's just a case of going out there and performing. So I know that's what I've got to do. Yeah, I, I can tell you're itching to get back in there already. Just. Yeah, it's time you'll be back in. I mean, there's countless examples in there of, of fighters that have had a little bit of a bit of a sort of up and down run and come back just one belts and and come back stronger, even better than before. Whether it's Bisping or Paul Craig, Charles Oliveira, this is countless. Brandon Moreno. I mean, um, I don't know if any of them are in your camp or in your, under your management or anything, but you must take inspiration from that as well. Oh yeah, um, hundred percent. I mean. I know, obviously, everyone's journey is completely different, but, you know, like Paul Craig, obviously, uh, had a couple of losses on his record, but he's now come back and he's on a sort of a resurgence, I guess I guess you could say. Um, and I used to have this thing about, you know, oh, I'm getting older, and now, like I said, like time's passing you by, but you've got to remember, like, Francis Ngannou only had his debut in the UFC at 29, and now he's the champion, and he's still in his freaking athletic prime. Like, I'm not going to be in my athletic prime till my mid-30s. So, you know, I'm only 27, so I've got plenty of time. By the time I go and compete again, I'll be 28. So I'm going to be in the prime athletic, you know, bit to, to go and do my thing. And Yeah, like Mourinho, I've got – he's under the same management as me. I've, I've got a very good manager. You know, he's very good at, um, you know uh, – He's very good at getting people getting people fights or last minute short notice sort of uh, opportunities. And you know, with Mourinho, he won the LFA belt outside the UFC, and then next thing you know, he gets a short minute short notice call up, and now and, and he's went on an absolute tear, hasn't lost. You know, and he's got five losses on his record as well. So these are things that I take inspiration. It's like you know, he's the champion, he's got five losses on his record, and he just went on an absolute tear. And I know that's what I'm destined to go and do. So. Um, yeah, those things definitely give me a lot of inspiration for sure. All right, so I, I just have a question about uh, training. I think MMA training, it seems quite a difficult problem to fix. And I think in a lots of team sports, you have a season and then that gives you a pre-season, an, an off-season to uh, build up strength, power, speed. And then as you go into the season, you kind of maintain. And uh, with MMA, it seems difficult because it's you, you book a fight, you have a fight camp, you fight rest for a couple of weeks and you're straight back into it i just wonder how you manage as an athlete to find the time to uh focus on the skills and the perhaps the cardio with that whilst also trying to improve yourself physically 
I think it comes with just planning the training a little bit. I think obviously as an MMA competitor, you're in a training camp, so you're just going over particular skills. But yeah, you have to learn back early on in, in the, I think a lot of the skill building part was done early on in the career and then sort of you just maintain everything or just try and sharpen things a little bit better. And then obviously once you sharpen things, those become your most dangerous weapons. You know, like in terms of what your favourite strikes, what your favourite submissions are, what your favourite grappling techniques are. And I think for me, it's just going to be a bit a case of going a bit more, going a bit back to old school uh, as well in terms of some of the techniques that I do and some things that my dad's taught me and just the, the sort of the way that we fight and stuff like that. I need to bring a bit of that back into back into the mix as well. So, I mean, the skill building aspect will be something I'll definitely be uh, focusing on as well through my recovery. I mean, listen, if I if I can't kick, I can punch. Do you know what I mean? So there's other areas where I can, and not only that, I mean, visualization is not only a powerful thing for you know visualizing uh, success, but it's also for visualizing techniques. So I remember last time I was injured, uh, going over techniques on my head, just closing my eyes, going through it. When I went back to training i'm like bloody hell this is if i've never left so this will be something that i'll definitely be incorporating as well trying to learn new techniques uh online and stuff like that uh just closing my eyes trying to visualize it and then when it comes to practice doing light drilling because i won't be able to obviously train hard hard you know as the recovery gets better but i'll be doing a hell of a lot of drilling over these next you know depending on when i can actually you know start moving my leg a bit more but you know okay yeah i can't I can't spar, but I can bloody drill. So, you know, it could be like two months worth of drilling. So that would be my skill building aspect. And you can get a hell of a lot done in two months. Do you know what I mean? So um, that would be another big thing that I'll add. But it's just having to create a mixture, a mixture of testing the particular skills that you've got already, um, but also adding a couple of new a new tools, which I think, you know, it's good to bring that back in there because that's what I did earlier on in my career. And I think I definitely need to add that in there again just to, make your overall understanding of martial arts and all the different aspects just even even better even though i I look at some athletes and i'm like i could teach you know i could teach them a hell of a lot of, of, of different things that they've not even seen before and i'm like how do they not know this but um you know but i guess that's a testament to obviously being very skill focused early on in my career um like i say it's just a bit of shame I've, I've not been able to really use it it's all about how you're able to use it in the fight so uh i've definitely that'd be something I'm, I'm going to be even even more working on that's what i worked on in my last camp i need to do even more so so i can just bring everything out there when i go and fight so uh, it's it's exciting times because you you know you know there's it seems like a massive mountain to climb how many how much things you you know in your head you, you have to work on but at the same time i'm i'm excited for that process and i know i'm actually going to have a bit of time out to be able to focus on those things on that point where, where are you about to you training now is it still at titan i know you've got a, what looks to be a naughty little home gym there yeah um, are <laughs> yeah, you still at titan good, yeah. in uh, london uh yeah so for the t- uh I'm, I'm still at titan um i'll probably need to get sparrings at different different gyms just to go and you know maybe go on different occasions go to different gyms and spar different people just to get different bodies and stuff like that because you know when you're sparring the same people all the time you get used to the bodies and you know or sometimes they know that you have a particularly dangerous area and then you know people are going to avoid it it's only that you know only human nature but uh yeah obviously i'll be training there i'll be training with my dad obviously 
um, strength and conditioning and, and my striking and my you know strategy type stuff. But I'll definitely be incorporating even more of the stuff that my dad wants because that's what's going to bring the best out of me because he's known me, you know, since I was, obviously since I was born. So he, he knows me the best in terms of a fighter. No other coach can know me as good as my dad. And he always brings the best out of me. He always would scream the finishing sequence. So I know that uh, I, I fully trust and believe all the things that he's going to bring when we come back to training is, is going to add another level. Uh, also training at Hodger Gracie's. Uh, and I'm probably going to add some training in at Legion Wrestling again because I, I stopped doing that because I pretty much just did all my wrestling at Titan. But I'm going to add in just a bit of freestyle as well just to make wrestling a bit more second nature because although I can bloody wrestle, and I know I can, I've wrestled against some American uh, American guys and, you know, given them a run for their money. Um, so I know I can wrestle. I've wrestled some top guys, so I just need to make it even more second nature. So in the fight, if I need to wrestle, bang, it's right there for me. So, um, and yeah, uh, aside from that, I mean, I maybe add some different boxing. So I'll still go to different places, but you know, like I say, the main base obviously being with my dad and Titan. Nice. I always think the uh, the athlete and dad slash coach relationship is an intriguing one. You've got a few examples like Arnold Allen, uh, Jack Shaw. I know their dads are heavily involved. And I think uh, sometimes people can get caught up in terms of like a coach thinking I've got to go for the big name in America who can show me all these techniques and they've worked with all these fighters. But often a key part of being a coach is like you mentioned there, knowing your fighter, knowing the personality, the motivations mm. and all those types of things. Got to have someone that cares about you. I think that's a big thing. Like, if you if you've not got people that don't care about you around you, then why the hell are you with them? You know, uh, who who can care for me more than my dad? So, um, in any situation, uh, I know he's always going to sort of look out for what's best for me, and he's always he's always watching film and watching tape and seeing what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, what I need to add, what I need to dismiss, and stuff like that. And like I said, sometimes it's a case of adding some old school techniques that, you know, that people don't often see or just even old school mentality of how to go into a fight. Sometimes those things are, are gems that people often forget because, oh, the new, the new, the new. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are great in the new school that you definitely need to incorporate. Otherwise, you know, you're you're going to get more prone to injury or, you know, like I said, well, some of those techniques don't work so well, but there's other techniques that do work really well so it's just having that right balance and um and obviously changing teams and and stuff like that and you know just sometimes you just need it depending on what stage in your career you are where you feel like you maybe need to make stuff but yeah you need to be very comfortable with the people that you're with if you're not then you're doesn't matter how good the training is you're never going to be able to reach your full potential because you don't either you don't have full confidence in them or you're not you know you've got to have a family vibe if you've not got a family vibe with the team that you're with it's it's not gonna you always see all the guys at the top they say oh they're, they're you know they're like my family and this and that and like you can see that they get on so well that's what you need that's what you need got anything matt yeah i'll just um gonna say like aside from the fight inside of it like so something like this is this just a long thing for you talking about fighting outside of fighting are you a fan or do you enjoy it do you, do you watch every week um or do you like to switch off 
Like it's interesting. Um, Some fighters are no, do my job, train, go home, switch off, and others just. just I I really enjoy fighting when I'm fighting, but when I'm not, like when I see other light heavyweights going to fight or other athletes going to do their thing, it just makes you feel a bit like I don't know. Makes you feel left out. It's like. Your, your, your friends are in the playground playing tag and they're not including you sort of thing. It's like, I feel like that. Like, you, you know, <laughs> you know, the deep sense of freaking sadness you get when someone <laughs> leaves you out of a game at school. Like, I just, yeah. I just get that same sort of vibe. Like, as much as I want to watch it, it's very painful to also watch it because you know you're not in there doing it yourself or... You know, you've got, you know, you got a long road ahead of you and, you know, you want to stay re- in this world. You want to stay relevant, especially at this level. But unfortunately, you can't. But from the flip side, from a technical standpoint, I've got to remember, there's a lot of things that you can learn watching it. So obviously, uh, I-, I love watching the fights because it's very interesting. I uh, love seeing all the interesting matchups. Like obviously, you know, you've got Johnny Walker and Santos. It's a great matchup. So, you know, there's some very intriguing fights that are coming up, which are obviously, as an MMA fan, I love it. I think any sport that I get involved in, I get completely engulfed by it. I, I don't care about any other sport. Don't ask me about the football. Don't ask me about the tennis. Don't ask me about the whatever. All it is is MMA for me when it comes to, you know, the sport that I'm involved in. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm still very much a fan, even though sometimes it it gets a bit painful when you're sitting on the sidelines. But as time goes on, I'm learning just to okay, watch the fight. What techniques can you learn? And that's it. You look at it in that sense, then how can you be upset? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think there'd be something wrong if you weren't gutted that you're not involved and in watching it. So from me looking in as a fan, I think it's obviously we don't want to see you sad and stuff like that. But to know that you are that disappointed to be left out it just shows you that you do have that chip on your shoulder to get back and to drive to actually have the success that you that you want so from that point of view i think it's a good sign for, for me looking in so yeah I've, I've got no doubts that you should be back modi yeah thank you very much man yeah look it's going to be a long journey but i'm up for the journey man i i can't wait to i can't wait to go and come back on the scene because the story when it's written at the end of it it's going to be like it's going to be a bit like Bisping, you know what I mean? Going out there and freaking becoming champion at 37 years old. I mean, do you know what I mean? Uh, f- for me, I don't know what I don't know what my road's going to entail, but I'll tell you what, if anyone's ever heard of comeback story, uh, this is going to be the best one by far. It's, it's more interesting than just winning every fight and uh, having no setbacks. It's a better story to tell and a more memorable one, isn't it, Joe? Definitely. It's probably one of my, like, my favourite type of story. I still get emotional watching that, that Bisbing highlight when he gets presented with a belt and he brings all his family and it still it still gets me now. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I guess he wouldn't want to go through some of the losses and he, he lost an eye, which is never ideal, is it? But um, it's certainly it's certainly it's certainly a good story. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And look now, you know he's he's got his autobiography and you know generation as well, like you know. Even like people in America, uh, sorry, uh, all like all, all in Lithuania and obviously in Britain and stuff like that to show that. Listen, if something bad, some bad happens, you can always come back from it. And you know, a lot of them, some people who who you know just fall off the grid, it's because they get so disheartened by 
what the situation is in front of them that they they don't they almost stop fighting back and you know the times were tough and uh, and and push through it but your success will come it's just a case of believing in it you know sometimes people say oh yeah well why don't you be realistic and you well, as soon as you go down that road dream is over you need to if you really want that dream to come true you just got to keep that vision in your head and keep going for it so i think inspiration for all the other generations this is another is another big thing that that will leave your mark that will leave your legacy in the world so that's another big motivation of mine as well obviously and i think uh, in terms of your, your lithuanian background you have got some uh mentors to look at there i guess you've got rose namayunas lithuanian background usc champion uh, and of course the great zadruna savikas four times world's strongest man winner <laughs> an absolute beast of a human <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah like that dude i mean and as well it's funny because you see him at the beginning like when you had uh Pudzianowski and i remember watching it ages ago i swear to god i must have been like eight years old watching the strongest man or something like that and I remember seeing all these, and like Savikas was never the one finishing at the top. Like would always, it'd always be lucky if he made it, you know, within the top five or whatever. And then it's mad to see now, like just recently, I'm talking like in my twenties or early twenties, him actually, you know, winning these these titles. So that's just another testament to show you that keep bloody going, man. You'll get there. Show <laughs> in. Definitely, definitely. So. Oh, Rose as well lost her first title shot and then come back. They lost the belt and they won it back again. So there's something in that Lithuanian blood, isn't there? A hundred percent. It's the it's it's the warrior spirit and the warrior mindset. And I like the way that she presents herself. You know, she's very calm, very calculated, and uh, and uh, yeah. So obviously that that blood runs deep within me too. So uh, I'm definitely going to show that within the uh, within the comeback. You talk about making your mark. Uh, I believe you got a. Did you get a scholarship to a school in America? But was that for uh, sport? Did you have other dreams? So well, yeah. I mean, I had a uh, had a had a hoop dream. Had a hoop dream. Because uh, I wanted to become a wanted to become a basketball player. Basketball's massive in uh, Lithuania, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I played in England obviously for most of the time, and then. One of my coaches, he said, hey, listen, do you, do you, you want to have a shot of going out to America? I sent some tape over to his old coach back in high school. The guy said, yeah, we'll, we'll have him. Scholarships, they don't do it for high schools. They only do it for colleges. So I went out there for my sixth form years in high school. So right. I went there for two years from 16 to 18. And then I wanted that. The goal was to try and get a Division One college scholarship because they pay for everything. It'll be a full ride. But unfortunately, I got... One Division Two school, which sort of looked at me or scouted me, I guess you could say, and one Division Three school. But aside from that, uh, you know, it was a very short time to really make a mark. And obviously, um, I was skilled, but again, it was it was something about being able to show those skills on the court. So, uh, I mean, I, I played to a very good level. I was a starter. You know, we got to the state semi-final game where I had to guard a team. The team that won, they. Uh, they had seven Division One scholarships on their on their team out of thirteen, which is mad for that particular year. And the guy I was guarding was six foot eight and two hundred and fifty pounds. He is eighteen years old, and that dude got a scholarship to play 
Division One college basketball, and now he's in the NFL. Like, <laughs> what are the chances? But that that dude was a freak athlete, and do you know what was mad? Because he was such a manly, beastly guy. But he had, I mean, I wouldn't say he had the manliest voice. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect it and say you know. But he had a bit of a a higher pitched voice. But he was like, a, he was. That's why we called him the man child. And then obviously, when he got to college, obviously, then everything started filling out. As like his body definitely <laughs> matured first, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Bit of bad luck there having to mark him though. Yeah, it's, oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 never fun when you have to play in the post, and the only thing you're really worrying about is, am I going to get dunked on? In, like you know, in this game at all? And and then you're thinking, do you know what? If anything, I'll just get out of the way. If he wants to do some <laughs> crazy post moves, I'm just going to get out of the way. Uh, luckily, I didn't get dunked on that that game. Um, I did my best, but luckily, he didn't really do that much in that game. So, yeah. So obviously, we talk about the rehab. We won't go on about the the injury and stuff. Um, but you've got a lot of time to sort of pursue other avenues. Should we say your, your YouTube is kicking off? What's what's the plan there, uh, Modi? Um, well, yeah, just be more active on that because I mean, I started my YouTube channel ages ago. I never really went into it, and then one of my friends was saying, "Well, you're quite confident in front of the camera, aren't you?" I'm like, "Well." I guess so. I mean, I usually just chat shit. And usually, <laughs> sort of, sort of works out pretty good, doesn't it? But, um, but yeah. So I'm definitely going to do more of that because it give you more of an insight to what I'm doing. Um, I get again motivation from other guys that are doing YouTube and stuff like that. Obviously, you have to be, you know, it'll be a long time to sort of build up. But that's something again that I can concentrate on. Another thing I can concentrate on is learning bloody Lithuanian because. <laughs> Like that's me speaking it is an absolute diabolical piece of work so i need to definitely work on that um and yeah i, I guess i guess really just again just trying to build other things like because you know now in terms of work i've got to figure out things for work and stuff like that so there'll there'll be other avenues that i need to that i need to work on i've sort of just been i guess taking my time because the pain in my leg has been pretty unbearable so i've not really been able to explore those uh, those avenues quite so strongly but um you know as my leg starts healing up um i'll definitely be focused on it a lot more and trying to make better use of my time than sleeping throughout the day <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cup been a couple of weeks i think you're uh, you're allowed a, a few weeks of just chilling you know what i mean just watching a bit of telly and watching a bit of game of thrones actually do you know um, what? I, I noticed that I've, I'm, I'm in the middle of it as well, so I'm hoping Joe doesn't drop any spoilers here. But um, <laughs> I, I've been all in, all on in it for the last couple of months. It's class, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, look, I've only watched the first season. I'm only on the second season now. So look, I've, I'm already loving it so far. It's mad because I kind of take my time. Like everyone's like go mad, just rush straight through a whole the whole series, and I'm just I sort of take my time like you know make one episode pause it here watch a bit of fighting play it again <laughs> watch that do this do that so uh yeah so i kind of take i know it's going to take me probably months before i finish the whole bloody series the the, the whole thing but yeah that's nah, very interesting so far so uh um yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to uh but i mean you know, everyone keeps saying that the ending's shit so but to be honest i think that's the same for most series that i watched like I mean, even they had like Breaking Bad's ending, I thought it was pretty tight. And uh, 
you know, then they did the spin-off and stuff like that. So, you know, there's always there's always new things that can be created from all these TV shows, isn't there? It's like when one season's end, oh, something else will pop up. <laughs> Same like the, the, the Marvel stories. Like, I don't even know which story goes after which, like the chronological <laughs> order or anything like that. So, you know, but it's all, all interesting stuff. Hopefully I'll be in the movies one day. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon uh, definitely stick stick with a YouTube. Uh, I've got into YouTube over like uh, COVID lockdown. I was always a bit against YouTube, like it's just pe- random people filming random things and putting it on the internet. But the content you can get on there is really good. And I think Wonder Boy has made a, a good effort with his YouTube channel. He's done really well. So I think it's a good, a good way to mm-hmm. uh, put yourself out there, really. Well, yeah, boost, boost your following and... Not only that, as you start becoming more notorious within the fight game, and you know, you, you know, in my case, winning fights and stuff like that, and uh, people knowing more about you, uh, that will bring more more traction towards your channel, and then you know, things can grow even more. So, uh, yeah, it's very exciting stuff. Like I say, I've uh, life's all about momentum. I've had a lot of shitty momentum as of late, but now it seems like I'm turning the corner. So I'm I'm optimistic. Well. You are like the comeback kid, aren't you? So um, that's a great moniker to have and one you will come back from all this uh, adversity. But like Joe says, mate, stick with that YouTube. I, I think it's very entertaining. You say to yourself, well, I'm acting silly outside the hospital and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's quite endearing. I think you've got the personality for it. It's definitely keep it up. It's very good. Um, I, I don't know what sort of content to suggest. Uh, I know you said on your Insta, what sort of content do you want to see? Um can't well, really, I can't think of anything at a minute. Just just keep going as you're going at a minute. Well, this is, this is the hard part, isn't it? Because I see a lot of other sort of successful YouTubers doing all these pranks and shit like that. So it's unfortunate that for you to get notice on YouTube realistically, like straight away, very quickly, you have to do something completely outrageous, which is obviously I don't really want to be like, you know, down in a gallon of fucking <laughs> vodka or something or do you know what I mean? I don't want to be doing something silly like that. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll think of something because it's just hard to, it's hard at the minute when not much in my life is going on aside from, you know, like I say, sitting in my bed and recovering. So I'll have to maybe think of like maybe certain topics just to go over and stuff like that. And then, yeah, and then slowly build from that. And then hopefully one one day I'll be able to afford my own my own uh, cameraman and follow me around and do do the days in the life and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's exciting for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people do take inspiration from people who are coming back from surgery and things like that. So while you think that not is a lot, not a lot is actually happening in your life at the minute, to some people who are going through something similar, will see the progress you're making and the the opportunities you're creating for yourself and take that as inspiration. So. Oh, um, I, I would say keep going because I think you are giving more inspiration to people than you might actually think. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. No, I, I definitely see that. And it's good that I bought myself a camera. And last time in the injury, I wanted to do the same thing, but I didn't have a camera. So now I do. So I actually have the means to be able to, you know, and the people who are around me whilst I'm doing my rehab, they can all record that stuff. And, you know, when we make the, the final clip uh, before coming back to my fight and, and winning, you know, I've seen a lot of visions of that. And then, you know, that whole thing in itself will be like a, a great thing to put out there. So, yeah, man, I just can't wait for uh, I can't wait for the future. So mm-hmm. enjoying the present, but can't wait for the future. 
And maybe in the meantime, in terms of content, I know you've got a sweet tooth. I did enjoy the, the two-tube Toblerone story. Maybe there's a challenge you can set yourself there. Uh, how, how many Toblerones can you eat in one go? <laughs> you know, that's actually a very good idea. Uh, I'm going to put, put that on the list. So now, now, now I know. Well, at least I know now what's going to really create traction. Yeah. Oh, how much Toblerone can you eat? Okay, well, there you go. The, the UFC fighter that eats a load of Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true talent right there isn't it? <laughs> that's what gets you to the top <laughs> oh funny oh, alright Matt I've, uh, you got anything else you'd like to, to finish up with nah just other than just keep keep on keeping on thanks for coming on uh, we appreciate it yeah, I know Joe does time. yeah 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 and, no, it's um, been a pleasure and good luck with all the, the, the comeback and everything we hope to speak soon Oh, thank you so much, guys. Like I said, I really appreciate it. It's absolutely lovely talking to you guys. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to chat to you guys soon. Nice you one. lot have an absolutely amazing day, yeah? Great. Thanks, lovely. Buddy. Cheers, mate. Have a good have one. Nice one, lads. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.